Support for 100 watts in a wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W.com. LDG Electronics provides state of the art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And welcome to our Saturday morning live show. This is our community live stream. It just so happens that it is also a podcast episode where the folks in our chat room uh, can participate. And a question for our friends in the chat. This show we're going to be, among other things, we're going to be talking about reasons or the best reason perhaps for somebody to get their ham radio license. Why is it maybe that you got yours? Joining me here today and live as usual, Sidecar Steve. I saw a new uh, photo, Steve, of us when we were uh, traveling through... Uh, what was it? Washington D.C. Washington D.C. We were going in circles as usual. <laughs> it was a roundabout, and uh, we were leaning into the turn, and I didn't know they had photographs of that. But there's traffic cams on every corner, I suppose. Oh and, yeah. And uh, so, if you want to see that photo, it is now in the Discord for 100 watts and a wire. We've done lots of racing together, and people say, "Why do you call him sidecar? Sidecars? Well." Back in the day, I think it was, uh, I don't remember in the year we, days. we started yeah. racing, but uh, about 1956 here. You see Steve here with the strong right hand and uh, me behind the, I don't, you wouldn't call it a wheel, but the, behind the number eight there on our bike. About 1956 for our friends who were able to watch this. If not, you can go back and look at it, but uh, Steve with the strong right hand and uh, going through D.C., we actually got Steve up in the air. Uh, I leaned in and we got that car up going, you, you got to make the move. Who uses blinkers? Okay. That, you know, you couldn't do that. <laughs> What's going on with you? This is the intersection of life and uh, amateur radio and a uh, good time for us to catch up just a little bit. I feel slightly um, out of the loop. It's like I missed a couple of days, but I missed them for a really good reason. I went up to Chicago. Luckily, and, and crazily it was warmer there than it was in december i hear that january and february can be a real bear pardon the uh, chicago bear uh, unintended pun there but man it was nice it was cold uh bears bears (laughs) and i went up there to see one of my music heroes been running with uh these guys since the early 90s and eddie vetter has released a new record came out on oh, Friday, nice. and he played with Excellent. a band of, of musicians you may have heard of, but a, a mixture of 
uh, in the band, Glenn Hanser, the great Irish um, singer. I love him too. Uh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers as a bass player from Jane's Addiction. And uh, just, um, it's just a rock and roll show. So um, I've been with Eddie since the early 90s. So, and I, I believe in giving an artist leeway you know if i'm in and i really dig what you want if you want to go off and experiment and you want to you know this was not pearl jam this was eddie and a few friends taking the time to uh, get together they put a record out they backed him up great show in a great city but uh man i felt like i've i lost a couple of days so you you were talking about solving a problem in discord uh with one of our friends but how was your week how was your week? Steve? It was uh, a pretty busy week. I got a, you know some spring cleaning done at uh, you know radio sites, which was kind of nice. We've had a, a complete change of weather. Uh, it was just unbelievable. We hit some sixties. As you know, we've been pretty well buried in snow for uh, back in January, and uh, it just pretty much all that snow is gone. But the weather's been nice. It's a muddy mess, so uh, it might work truck was just one big mud bog and uh, got that cleaned up and so it's been uh, kind of nice to kind of clean up sites and uh, be out in the sunshine yeah so. no doubt no doubt i'm slipping all over the place and i'm tired of it i'd rather deal with a little soupiness and muddy boots right mm-hmm. now than that ice i was just tired of that uh the folks who uh, join us of course the subscribers of our podcast hear everything comes out this is the live show, so we can engage with you during the chat. And I, I, if you did not participate, we put a uh, question out, usually each week on Facebook, asking some aspect. What do you think? You know, it's not about Steve and myself sitting here and just barking at you, which is, I mean, doesn't matter. You know, we'd, we'd rather hear what you have to say. Mm. And we do. And last week on last week's show, we had... Uh, I believe his name was Jason. He he wanted to, he had an issue with a coworker, and it's uh, been posted up now. Of course, you can listen to it, but you can also watch that clip if you want to about a coworker giving him a hard time about his hobby, right? So it's up there, and this question sort of came out of that, basically asking our community, "What do you feel is the best reason to become an amateur radio operator?" It seemed like Jason was a little confused of how do I defend? And you were like, you don't defend, you know? And I said, you stab them in the eye because I'm, you know, I'm from Baltimore and you know, that, that kind of, but those were jokes, but I thought, you know, maybe it would be good to hear from our community to, you know, what is the reason that you would give? What would you guys say? And so they did respond and we're going to share those, but I want to open an invitation for our friends who are in the chat today. What is it for you? What is the best reason someone should get their amateur radio license? Put it in the chat. Uh, Producer Scotty is around here today, and he will um, look for those and uh, share them in just a a little bit. Uh, Some good feedback. A little bit of a follow up on that one. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, working in the telecommunications land mobile uh, world for the last forty years, myself professionally. I've had a coworker that um, it, he just kind of, well, I'm not into amateur radio. I'm a professional radio technician. It's like, okay, that's good, Jim. That's, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, harangued me a lot of times over, you know, over the years. Well, Jim retired. And mm. guess what Jim did? He got his ham license. Did he? And is, 
he is all over. He went full on, full in both feet and uh he's an extra today and enjoying the hobby and uh i ran into him one day at one of our ham fests and uh asked him how it was going how's retirement uh, treating him and everything and he was just telling me how much he is enjoying the hobby and wish he got into it sooner and i just kind of went well at least you got into it uh you know now so uh but uh i wanted to kind of give to dig back and I was like, you remember all those times you gave me a bunch of crap for uh, being a radio amateur and mm -hmm. uh, now look at you. But no, we embraced him, brought him into the hobby. And uh, so it, yeah, uh, the point was kind of like, who gives, you know, who gives anybody a hard time mm -hmm. about what they want to do with their time? It's kind of weird. Exactly. Hold your head up high and, you know, enjoy your hobby, set a, set a good example. And, um, uh, sooner or later, that that little seed was put into Jim, mm -hmm. and now it has blossomed into a uh, into a tree. It's hard. And, I think the hardest mm -hmm. part is for folks to figure out how to reach these new hams, and we're going to be talking mm -hmm. about this over the next couple of weeks. This show may lead into like the technician type discussion, where we know that there are so many technicians, more technicians, I think, than any other class. They just don't convert uh -huh. over. And that's not a problem per se, but it is, um, it's something that we can't seem to turn a corner on. And, and I don't know, various people that's, do different things. That's the hard part. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do we always encourage people to upgrade? I, I do. I always encourage everybody to upgrade to extra, no matter what, mm -hmm. whether you use those privileges or not, it's it's up to you, but some people, they don't want to go to extra. And I kind of feel bad that I, you know, kind of needle them a little bit and just like, but no, it's just my enthusiasm to, to see someone get to the highest level in our hobby. But people, if you have your technician license and you're satisfied with it, excellent. Like mm -hmm. I always say, this is your hobby and uh, don't let me or Christian tell you how to run your hobby. And, uh, but you know, We'll kind of needle you a little bit and encourage you mm -hmm. to to explore the areas that we enjoy. And uh, we're just so. selfish. We want to get you on the yeah. HF side of radio. That's and we want to yeah, get, and we can baby. we can find you. But we, you know, it might be easier to find <laughs> you. Um, so you're welcome. If you have a question, uh, we do have a form, but you're welcome to put a cue in front of your question. That way, Scotty can find it easy enough, and uh, that'll be cool. And we'll try to get to all the questions a little bit later. Uh, today. So cue in front of your questions uh, and, and your reasons for, um, I don't know, getting your amateur radio license. And uh, Steve and I are going to go and, and share some of the things that came up in our community. So Marcus says he got his for fun. You know, he can take his radio backpack and talk to people, do contests, parks on the air. And it's funny, Steve, that th this became, I said, it was almost like what would be the best reason you would give and the best mm -hmm. reason people would give is why they got theirs, you know. So it is a little interesting. It's all, it's a self reflection almost, unintended, but it's like this is why I got mine. I don't know why you would get yours, but anyway. Uh, so taking it out there and doing some things and being self sufficient. So we kind of have a, a sprinkle of emergency situation, knowing that you can perhaps communicate, which is um, the reason I got in. Steve, you want to talk about why you got into? Uh, for my career, I was uh, a 
young punk ass kid. And, yeah, I know that's uh, right. I got really, <laughs> and I got interested in uh, electronics and radio. Really fascinated, and uh, I had a shortwave radio and uh, even a VHF radio. And I started coming across uh, two meter repeaters and uh, listening on HF. And I go, that's cool. And uh, I was hooked ever since. And 45 years later, here I am. But still learning. Uh, still learning every day. And still a punk ass. So still a punk still ass. Still a punk still, ass. You, you can't take the punk ass. Yeah, you can't take, <laughs> you can take the kid out of the, out of the man, but still a punk ass. No, just a grumpy uh, old punk ass. Just a grumpy, <laughs> a grumpy old uh, punk ass. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh! Get off JB, my lawn. JB. <laughs> JB. Knock it off, JB. <laughs> uh, lots of reasons, but emergency communications, I would say, it's Kilo 8, Oscar, Bravo, Bill. So we, we will see a good bit of that or hear a good bit of that. Max says it's fun. You like fiddling with gadgetry? Gadgetry. Yeah, that's a tough word for me. And learning about technology. So that's good, too. That's, um, you know, I don't know if you, you know, so many people come to it from different angles. People like Mm -hmm. they're builders. They like to tinker. They like to solder. They like to do, you know, and some of us just like to communicate or play with antennas. There's so many layers to this onion. It is kind of interesting. I don't know if you'd call me, I'm more of an antenna builder more than let's be uh, an engineer and build the box type of deal but you know teach their own that type that type of thing uh dan best reason uh, is experimenting he loves building whether it's an antenna or gadget or transceiver and uh let's see george more communications and absence of commercial power and you know we did talk recently uh steve and i and he had a couple of really nice reasons steve uh, did uh, of things that can incorporate ham radio into emergency situations, even if we may change or evolve in a different capacity with emergency communications. But there is a big part of this that being self-reliant, self-sufficient mm-hmm. with communications is a big deal uh, too. Even if we're not all going, hey, it's a team of twenty. We're going to go over and we're going to help uh, over in India. Even if that's not the case, we can actually help here and help our community here. So I think we're seeing a, a good bit of that. Let's go back up here. Joe, he said, very simple. The sheer fun of making friends all over the world. November 9, Juliet, Charlie, Quebec. Uh, friendship, it might sound trite, but uh, I mean, that's really something, man. You, we, we've been saying here lately, you know, you have to find your people. You know, wherever it is, you have to find your people and kind of making friends that think the same way you do. That's a big effing deal. So, hey, try it or not. That's uh, that's a good one. You made some lifelong friends, I imagine, in in this uh, this game, Steve. Oh, yeah. We've made some great friends over the years and new friends all the time. I mean, uh, here I I would call more of a recent friend is our 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 good friend. Phil mm-hmm. and uh, heard him last week on the uh, on our net and uh, thank we goodness. haven't heard from him in a while thank yeah. God yeah we're getting but, nervous uh, but there are you know you make these friendships and I haven't met Phil you know face to face yet but uh, but it feels like I've known the guy forever and it's 
a lot of people that I, you know, I know them by their call sign and their voice. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been a great hobby to make new friends around the world. Yeah. Sweet, sweet guy. I was so happy to see that, that we've finally made contact and he got you out there in Seattle, which is a quite a haul from where he is. I mean, it's all the way across the world. <laughs> he was down in the pileup and I heard his voice and yeah. that was it. That's all it took. <clears throat> his voice is so great too. And I, I'm glad that you meant uh -huh. it, it made the note on discord that a lot of the people will just pause and we ask for it too. And people who are mm -hmm. around the net on Sundays, seven o'clock uh, central time, we kick off usually 40 meters depends on the year. We post the frequency up on our socials and then on net logger, but people will wait. You know, this guy is a military retirees in his uh, early eighties mm -hmm. and he will, He'll open it up and he'll talk, but he understands that people are waiting and uh -huh. everybody waits. Nobody QRMs, Phil. It's, it's a nice, respectful I was uh, just utterly amazed. And uh, as I made my note in, uh, in Discord, it was, uh, I mean, the, the pileup just went quiet and it was, uh, I was in shock mm. and uh, I was still in shock from hearing from Phil, but then seeing the crowd and thank you everybody that was there thank you so much for that that meant a lot to myself and christian and uh and it just shows the the honor and integrity of our hobby and uh and the people that are a part of it it's uh showing that respect for you know for one of our fellow hams which was just absolutely amazing and, you know, that's just the sweet tip of the uh, apple. And that's a, a little thing that uh, Steve will get because uh, he likes to talk about apples. But, you know, this guy, if you dug into his military career, and we have a little bit fascinating, we should just, I don't know if we could work it out. We'd almost have to send a technician over to his place. It's weird during COVID, he's in his 80s, it'd be hard. But I'd love to have him on just to talk about his military career, if we could figure that out. But uh, we'll come back and talk about him in a little bit. Some more uh, response from the community here about, you know, reasons to get your amateur radio license. Uh, Laird, he said his sister told him, you know, to go to a ham radio meeting and uh, basically see what he thinks. And uh, before he knew it, Big Sis was right. Lifetime of friendship with folks, um, storm spotting, working HF, learning electronics theory, and um, just meeting great people. In the hobby. Yeah. Matt, he says, uh, this is a, uh, we'll teach you all types of communications, electronics, and computers. So we're getting into that. Uh, let's see. Radio is a very comfortable medium for people to interact mm -hmm. uh, with. Uh, David says, to help out in emergency situations, Dean, to talk around the world. That is, uh, that's really it. I mean, if you could just cue it up and show somebody what it's like to talk to somebody around the world without any connections completely wireless without wires or anything it, it will uh it would really impress the young uh, folks for sure chris says uh, it's the world's greatest hobby and uh mm -hmm. that's not reason enough consider this we walk in the footprints of giants press the key you conjure marconi send the letter v and you not only conjure mozart but also the bbc's signal to europe during World War II to listen up. Important news is coming. Key the mic you share. Uh, the eth ether with Cronkite, Godfrey, Hussein, Presley, Goldwater, Walsh even. So some of the uh, more notable 
ham radio operators. Yep. The science is cool. The tech is, the tech is sexy, he says. But making that trip to Japan, a satellite, or even the friggin' moon and back from your armchair, no less, there's nothing better than that. So lots nice, of, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's thoughtful, man. I got into my, like, in the world where <laughs> MCOM is king. All right, let's go and uh, visit with some of our friends in the chat and see if they have any uh, reasons to get your ham radio license since we do have a live show happening here. Let's see if we can bring up Scotty and see if he's got anything for us. Uh, uh, good morning, sir. Nice flag there behind you, the great state of Maryland, my home state. What's going on? Uh-oh, you are on mute. You have muted yourself. Oh, there we go. It's there a habit I have from, uh, from work. That's right. Got to keep the control room mic quiet. Hey. That's right. I'm doing well. Doing well. Glad to be here this morning. Yes, good the Maryland morning. flag is uh, is flying. Good morning. Baltimore. Good morning. Baltimore in the house. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> loud so, uh, and proud. A little, little envious of your Eddie Vedder show or uh, the venue here in Baltimore. Um, is under renovation, so they had I to postpone but you were going to see life. Pearl Jam. You were going to see Pearl Jam in the big joint, which is great. We're all still waiting for that. They owe us a show here in St. Louis. Uh, Ticketmaster's still holding the money for when they decide they can get back here. But uh, <laughs> Eddie alone and with the band, man, it was uh, really great. Just great to see. Ticketmaster. The audience is getting older, uh, but you also get to see the, um, a new generation of people coming to appreciate the music, too. So, That's good uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's good. What's going good on music, in the chat music. room? I see some of these people here. I recognize old Todd and Marty and Lloyd. Uh, did they give you any reasons why they, people listening should get their license if they don't or just generally? Uh, well, yeah, there's uh, some general general consensus with a few things. Why they got into radio. Um, let's take a look here. We got... Uh, um, Let's see. So Lloyd was asking a question earlier about doing a gathering of the willing on the, in some of the digital channels. Um, but um, and that's the only question so far. And we got uh, we got BB uh, Kilo X-Ray for Tango Quebec. He got into uh, radio for the MCOM, um, which is actually a similar reason that I got into amateur radio um, was kind of for the emergency communication stuff. Mm hmm. Um, Todd, number three, Papa Kilo Juliet. His reasons uh, are are evolving over time. So, and I can see that. Um, you get into ham radio for one reason, and you discover these new aspects, and you go, "Shoot, I'm going to get into these other things too." Um, uh, K5 NAR likes the electronics aspect of it, being able to take some electronic components and slap them together, and uh, and you're on the air. Uh, and Marty. KM6 PRA got into radio to uh, find, find better ways to spend money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, a couple and more questions can. just popped in. All right. Hang tight on yeah, those. We'll come back and get yeah. those. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Cool, cool. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, boy, it's so nice to have money somebody in this there. hobby. <laughs> you know, there was a, uh, it wasn't even a debate. It was, uh, I mentioned it earlier that you could really spend a lot of money in this hobby. And mm -hmm. people were like, it's not an expensive hobby. And we were all just kind of like, it's, it is what you make it. You know what I mean? You can exactly. or you cannot if you don't want to. Um, but anyway, it's funny. And some people say they come for the, for the ladies, you know. Uh, that's, on the, that's on one of the comments here. They do it for the girls. <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh. Speaking of which, I, I, I saw. Pick up chicks. There it is, Jason. There it is. Pick up chicks. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that's, it's so that's wacky. Awesome. That's November 9, Mo, Mike Oscar Echo. He oh, picks up oh, chicks yeah, there because. Yeah, and, we're chick magnets. We with are an chick HD magnets. Belt. I, and funny, I should announce. <laughs> yeah, right. They're just snap right to you when you when you get to the ham fest. Speaking, oh, don't, uh, don't forget the vest and everything and all your radios. All and your radios. And don't poke her in the eye, fellas. <laughs> Not with that thing. Uh, yeah, well, watch that antenna. Uh, Hamvention yep. is uh, no, it's Hamcation. Hamcation in Florida Hamcation is happening right now. So I, I'm sure yes. the ladies there and the guys that are just. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's like a big old melting pot of the guys and the girls. I'm seeing some photos, and I'm not sure I did see a woman yet. I think that's why that's all funny, is uh, you don't see too many, and when you do, you know. But when you hear them on the air, oh, you know, I, I have to say, though, I met a really nice lady, Jane, Kilo Delta 2, Oscar Alpha Papa, and she was one of the reviewers for the 30 Days for the N3FJP, you can hear her on the podcast earlier this week about that review. Smart, just really nice, very with it. You know, everything was really cool um, hanging out with her. And it's nice. It's just nice to see people who are into the rooted in radio. But anyway, that was just a little, a little offshoot jokey joke there. You don't get too many. Lloyd, who I believe is joining us here today, uh, hobbies. The hobby of hobbies guarantees there's something for everyone. I know mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, what is this? Jewel says, all the women you want and all the men you want to be your friend. Yeah, all the women you want. It's going back to that. It's funny. You can look at uh, different analytics on uh, the YouTube mm -hmm. channel, and I don't get caught up too much crazy in the numbers, but it's funny to see most of the audience here is in America. And 98% uh, male audience. You can mm -hmm. see, that. I think that's funny. But it's probably normal. Uh, let's see, that's whatever. just the nature of the hobby. Yeah, it is. It's fine. It's like going to a Rush concert. Have you guys ever been to a Rush concert when Rush was going? It's like all dudes. It's amazing. There's some, <laughs> maybe a girl there, but it's like, you know, Rush concert was not a place. Dave Matthews, ladies. Uh, Lots Pearl of Jam, ladies. ladies. Uh, Rush, meh. Now you're not going to see uh Anyway. It's a dude fest. Let's see here. Uh, Janelle, she's a transplant from St. Louis. She's out. Uh, mm -hmm. Fellow uh, Emmy Award winner as well. She's got two, just like your boy. The best reason in a, uh, let's see, is as varied as the people who make up the Ham Radio community. We talk about ladies. Here's, here's one for you, Janelle. We do have a few in our community, and they are appreciated. Preparedness, service, contesting, digital, uh, challenge, robotics. Any of these are good reasons. The best is any reason oh, yeah. that prompts the action of taking your first test. I agree. November Mike, November Mike said, Jenna. 5, Juliet Bravo. I like the new call sign as well. Very nice. All right there. Uh, speaking of 30 days, I want to take a, just a second here to uh, show you a little bit about how you can get your 100-watt ID. And you're going to want to do this because you can become a reviewer for 30 days days, not just for 30 days, but you can review a product. If you go to our website, 100wattsinawire.com and click the uh, 100 watt IDs, it'll show you here. This is very simple. You also, um, you just give us your name, your call sign, your sequentially issued your 100 watt ID. We share these on our Sunday evening net. Also our operating events that we uh, do a couple of times a year. Very simple. And if you forget it, we even got a way that you can go there and find it 
And there's a big, long list of over 5,000 people who are now 100-watt ID holders. It'll also get you on the mailing list. I've been sending out a weekly sort of reader for our community, let you know uh, shows going on, remind you that we're here on Saturday mornings, that sort of thing. But you can get that by getting your 100-watt ID. All right, let's do a few more of these because we want to get into a couple of uh, other topics for today. And we've got questions coming up we want to get to. And I know everybody's so busy. It's a Saturday. 16 degrees here at game time, Steve. What are you working with over there? Uh, it's dropped down a little bit. We're at 20.5. 20. Outside and point Shack is 69 degrees. Uh, we both have the same big I copied, Steve. He did a lot of research on our weather station. Uh, he bought one, and I was in New York City, and I was like, let me get some money, and I'm, I'm like, man, I got a nickel and a dime, and yeah, that'll do it, and I just gave all the money over, and we bought a, a weather station, and uh, mine is showing uh, clouds and possible snowflakes today, and I, I haven't heard a weather mm-hmm. forecast, so I, I could be getting a little bit of it. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, people are going to say, well, what, what is the weather station? I can't see it from here. It's too dark. What is the ambient? I don't know. It's ambient. The, the WS 290C or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. It's a, I dig it. It's a good one. It's been holding up. It's just showing that we may get a little bit of snow here. We're at 16.5 degrees outside, 65 degrees in the shack right now. More reasons, uh, coming, uh, to you. Uh, he likes to build radios. That's Hans. Uh, Dale, let's see. To get rid of 5K unnecessarily, there's a guy who wants to uh, <laughs> like beef up a, a big radio. Uh, oh, David, uh, another MCOM. Michael, another. To meet chicks. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you, Michael. Can't wait for that day. Uh, let's see. Educational hobby. Let's see. He was licensed at 13 years old. It's over 60 years ago. Uh, Sherwin, in the uh, early 1990s, two-meter packet radio was the only way I could get something called the uh, electronic mail and bulletin board. Yeah, I remember those. Those were awesome back in the the 90s. Drew said, because it's fun. Luis, (laughs) uh, one head of household should have an emergency, have it for emergency communications. I agree, Lou. It's good. I don't know about head of house. Could be... uh, Whoever, whoever, it's good. I'm a believer. Anybody should get it. It's just plain fun, Keith I said. I like so, Mike's uh, comment there. Scroll back down a little bit because he hates having money. <laughs> there we go. This is the great debate. This is the one that got me in trouble. I said it could be an expensive hobby. And this was years ago, though, in the community. It was like it could have been just a different group of people at the time. But, you know, I said it mm-hmm. can be expensive, man, because I saved up for my first radio and it took me a while. And, of course, everything you say is somebody's going to come back and go, well, you got to do it on us, you know, of course. But yeah, it can be whatever you're going to make it to be. And uh, yeah, it can be expensive um, and it can be cheap. It can be cheap, too. So it's all in kind of what you want. I think there's an underlying, I don't know if it's competition. You know, it's not like you're going to throw your junk on the table and be like, here's mine. You know, I always love those competitions like, yeah, everybody's doing that. But in terms of radio, I mean, it's kind of what are you into in terms of operating? Mm-hmm. But I can't. I think it's a mistake if you're thinking about I got to get that because he's got that. Now, if I got to buy that Collins line because uh, Sidecar Steve has it, you know, I can't do that. I can't keep up with that. 
He does have a Route 66 sign. I have an Interstate 95 sign. So it's kind of, you know, but that's cheap. I just stole mine. I don't know where he got it. <laughs> Hobby Lobby. Uh, let, yeah, yeah, Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Let's move over here. A couple of uh, things we we should probably mention here, uh, Steve. Let's see if I can move us over to this. Uh, there was some news today that, well, it came mm -hmm. out this week uh, that Bob had passed. W-B-4-A-P-R is now silent key. Lots of people are reporting about it. The uh, ARRL has reported about it. And uh, just a really impressive guy, if you don't know. Um, it's Bob Bruniga, right? Is that how you say his name? Bruniga? Something like that, Bruniga, yeah. yeah. B-R-U-N-I-N-G-A. He was a Whiskey Bravo 4, Alpha Papa Romeo, senior research engineer at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis. And in early 1982, uh, 1982, using an old Apple II computer, he developed an HF tracking system for the U.S. Navy that was sort of the ancestor of what would become APRS. That's the automatic packet, not position, reporting system. And so I figure, like, in his community, there's a community based around, you know, and he was oh, in yeah. this community, and uh, they would, you know, he would be there. Um, it, very impressive man, uh, did a lot of good things. What's your understanding of APRS and its usefulness? I, I did hear that he didn't even license this. He wanted all amateur radio operators to have exactly. access to this. Uh, what are your thoughts on it's, his passing? Oh, it's uh, it was one of the things that kept Packet Radio alive. Um, it, it, as it was brought up uh, that, uh, you know, in the, early, in the 90s, early 90s, uh, that was one way of getting into bulletin boards and the, it was the early digital mode as far as involving computers uh, the the new pcs that were were on you know in the market and uh and bob just kind of took it and repurposed because packet you know keyboard to keyboard packet and bulletin boards were starting to kind of wean a little bit as the internet started picking up and I, I think Bob kind of just kind of kept packet radio going with the, with APRS and he was involved in a lot of uh, standardizing the frequency because every area was different where, well, where do I have, you know, keep my radio on to mm -hmm. transmit my packets. And, um, so he was involved in getting the one forty four three nine as the, uh, de facto frequency for packet, you know, APRS. And, uh, and I think there was a UHF frequency also it, um, and that just kind of involved. And then some simple messaging was developed with it. And I think Bob was kind of the guy that he held the glue and he kind of brought it together. And then with his talents, uh, just made it the way it was to, you know, what it is today. And, uh, I think APRS is one of the reasons why we're seeing more uh, STEM students and uh, uh, high schoolers or junior high schoolers doing balloon launches it, because it's the perfect medium to track a balloon and um, with a little APRS transmitter and uh, you launch your balloon because 
back, you know, before APRS, you launch your balloon, you just kind of, you put a card on there and kind of hope someone would send it back. Well, where did it land? Well, now you can watch it track. You know, we had that one balloon that I think circumvented the, the globe two or three times and it was tracked for the most part, uh, all through APRS. So, you know, he was, Bob was constantly stressing that APRS is not intended to be a vehicle tracking system. Hence the emphasis on P in the APRS being packet versus position. A very impressive guy. He got his MS in electrical engineering at the Naval Postgraduate School. He went to Georgia Tech uh, for his uh, Bachelor's of Science in Electrical Engineering, U.S. Navy Academy, uh, and as a senior research engineer and instructor, you know, from 1983 to his present toward the end of his life, I imagine. I believe he was dealing with cancer for a couple of years mm -hmm. and uh, yes. COVID on top of that. But uh, his non-academic stuff, U.S. Navy engineering um, duty officer, 1970 to 1990. He wrote um, the author of APRS, different certificates, all, all sorts of stuff. Professional engineer in Maryland. He's from uh, the great state of Maryland, my home state as well. And uh, he was an amateur radio licensed since 1962, private pilot, impressive guy, uh, and a loss to oh, our yeah. community. You know, we all aren't just sitting around, you know, goofing off. There's some really bright minds in amateur oh, yeah. radio, and it's 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 nice to highlight them. And uh, uh, thanks to him in his contribution to amateur radio. All right, and another yeah, yeah, another being one. he didn't want it yeah, being he didn't want it for tracking uh, <laughs> vehicles and stuff. That was probably the biggest uh, user of APRS is uh, is you know to track vehicles. And you know we have members uh, here in the 100 watts and a wire community that are professional drivers, and uh, mm -hmm. they uh, they use APRS. And if you want to find out where your friend is, you. You know, they're calling what SSID they're uh, utilizing. You just can go look them up on the Internet and see where they're at. So it's a it's a great tool to uh, uh, to track. In fact, when my wife travels uh, to, to the Midwest, uh, I'll put an APRS tracker in her her car and we have her call sign programmed and the family can watch her uh, as mm -hmm. she makes her way, you know, from state to state to state. So it's a. Uh, it's a great tool, and uh, so thank you, Bob, for developing that. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Another one uh, we can uh, take a look at now. Luckily, though, we haven't lost this gentleman, but that's uh, Bob Heil. Mr. Heil is stepping down from his ownership position. He's still going to be with Heil Sound, and boy, I mean, he's been uh, so much, you know, so important Every head must bow, I think, uh, when you start to think about audio and his contribution. These are the new owners of Heil Sound. Uh, they are Steve Warford, he's the Director of Operations, and the President and CEO, Ash Levitt, uh, will be taking over. Bob's still going to be hanging around. He's not going anywhere. He's going to, uh, you know, but Bob is 80 years old. And so, you know, let's just have some fun at this point. You know, he's, uh, he's done so much for the hobby, but, uh, for me, I, I am most impressed with his contribution 
to live sound. Now, I showed him, you may not be able to see this book. He signed this for me in uh, Dayton one year, and it says, uh, To Christian, keep it in phase. It's kind of dark here. I think there's a word. I'm missing a word there. Give me some light. Yeah, keep it, it keep phase, it, keep it all in phase. Keep it all in phase. Best Bob. Mm-hmm. And he said, Where did you get this book? I said, Do you know who I am? You know, I was just joking, like, because it, it's old. This is a really old book. And uh, it, it's one of those things practical guide for concert sound. If you can find it, pick it up, get him to sign it. But I, I have it. And uh, I've shared it with the, the technicians that I work with. And just, you know, sometimes you need somebody who's been there. The, the work that he did with the Who to be able to uh, move Roger's voice to different corners, quadrophenia, you know what I mean? Uh, The Grateful Dead, so many others, the Eagles, uh, his contribution to sound cannot be denied. And of course, he's a ham radio operator, and he basically gives all the credit to his success in his career to amateur radio. Mm -hmm. So long may you run, Bob. Uh, I certainly appreciate what you've done for the industry and uh, this great hobby. He's going to get out of the way, and that's all right. I think he's he's done enough. But it's been since, what, I'm looking at 60... What it, what, what was it? I had the notes here, but it was from... Uh, let me get it. I can find it. I want to give you the right information. 1966. 1966, he started Heil Sound. So uh, he'll be there. He's going to be um, founder and CEO Emeritus. Emeritus and he'll design for the ham radio market. You uh, got your start in this world as being his uh, his technician, isn't it? I'm, I'm teasing here, but yeah, you roadie. you were you were roadie. I'm his roadie. Yep. So I tell uh, yeah, Dayton. You. So if you after uh, presentations or or even to some of the other ham fests, uh, uh, you'd see me coiling up the cables and putting everything away and help setting it up, and uh, so I became Bob's roadie. And, uh, so yeah, so to, to everybody, Bob has not retired. He's not, it's, uh, Sarah has retired from the business and, uh, but Bob hasn't, he's just taken a different role and, uh, allowing, uh, the succession of the company and to, to move forward. So Bob is uh, still very active, uh, with, uh, developing, you know, for us in the amateur community. So we'll be seeing some uh, new and, and improved products coming down the road. Yep. Keep on going. Keep on pushing, Mr. Heil. K9EID, not too far from me. Must be time to have a visit and go see him. He might have a little bit more time on his plate. All right. So I want to get into some of the questions now. Questions have come in. Uh, you can put a cue in front of a question and put it in the chat. We also have a form that you can um, you can use. Send it to us anytime, say, during the week whenever you like. A couple of questions have come in, and Steve and I will try to uh, tackle them as we can. Let's start here. Why is it some people call it 80 meters, and some call it 75 meters? That's Bob. Typically, 80 meters is the CW portion of the uh, of the band. So 80 meters covers from 3.6 megahertz all the way up to 4 megahertz. And... Um, so how it became that way, I think it's when you get into the voice portion of the band to the upper end of the band, it's closer to 75 meters is the wavelength. And uh, so it's kind of a simple way of def- 
differentiating the the band it's like oh i'm going to be on 80 meters typically it'd be more down in the cw portion if i'm going to be on 75 it's going to be more on the voice side so but yeah that, that, it's just a couple of nuances there but uh if we we did the math we'll probably find you know the upper end of the band closer to 75 meters and the lower end closer to 80 so you may say so, i'll be on 75 meter phone you know yeah i say that you know because you're not going to find me on the CW portion, but okay. That's a good question, though. Not today. Do. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. I'll be in there just agitating. Bleep, 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 bleep. I'd be like, oh, no, lot, not him again. Fist. <laughs> There's a couple questions that have come in, and I'll, I'll, I'll share them as we go. Um, but let's see. Um, why do we cling to words like Elmer that require explanation and inspire thoughts of crusty old men? Well, because we're stuck in the past. We're stuck in tradition and it's something, but Elmer is not that old. I think it was in the fifties that it came or was it not? Yeah. Fifties or nineties. I know we, we did cover it back in an old episode, but it's just, um, there's a lot of tradition in the hobby and, um, and they just, we just stick with it. And it's part of that, as I call, uh, ham speak. And uh, we use cue signals on the air. We we say seven three um, instead of oh best regards when we end a conversation on the air, even on voice. And that's a CW shortcut. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're we just cling to the tradition, and so Elmer became one of those. And yes, you have to you know when people scratch their head when they go oh yeah my Elmer's you know helping me, they're like what's an Elmer mentor and just leave it at that so it i guess it's a way to differentiate our hobby from everybody else's and you know we need we need to cling to something we need to have some things Mm -hmm. and especially with the older generation that is what they use you know we can adopt that everybody wants to change things there's so much change going on around us I, for one, won't be trying to change your mind and your opinion about any of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's not for me to change it. Um, I remember one year, I don't know if you'll remember this, Steve, but there was a time where this great debate over 73, 73s, 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 and people were like, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't, you can't. I stopped saying 73 for a year, literally. And it was just because it made it was making people crazy. I did. I say seven three, and I guess I heard that. You know, I'm a product of what I was hearing at the time, and my Elmers and my mentors. So it was seventy three or seven three. Some people mm-hmm. that I like very much say seventy threes. Some people think that's redundant, and so it became this thing. And I'm like, Ugh, how about I just say goodbye for now. And I think a year on the air, I didn't say 7-3. It was just because it was like, you're crazy. You guys are getting crazy. I think we need to stop trying to change people's mind a little bit. Hold on to these traditions because this generation is falling off and it's kind of like our thing. There's nothing wrong with it. You can call it a mentor. It's not like you have to say anything. But just because somebody wants to doesn't mean it's wrong. And you think of crusty old men, Gary. I don't know. I don't think of that. I mean, what are you doing thinking of crusty old men in the first place? No, I I had a friend on the air that, uh, and I've 
you know, run into him all the time at uh, Dayton and, uh, and uh, he would always refer to seven thirds. And it was like, I never went, went back to correct him or anything. It was like, Hey, that's your style of operating. Good, good on you. But yeah, there was, there was people just losing their collective minds over that. And it was seven threes. And it's like, okay, so what? It's, it should be seven, three, just, not, just singular, not plural. Right. And I'm like, oh, who cares? Just the, it just the, matter. the, the thought of it. And the, you know, it's like best regards be on your way. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> when we're in the position where we would like to have more people mm-hmm. go from being a technician into it. You know, we got to stop fighting our, among ourselves, talking about crazy stuff. It doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The whole thing about telling people how they have to do it always annoyed me. And it was probably you that coined the phrase. I don't know. It maybe came out of somebody else's mouth, but it is your hobby. And if you're not breaking mm-hmm. any laws and you're operating in the FCC guidelines, have a good time. Who cares? Who cares? I don't Who care cares? what you say. So uh, that's not to attack Gary here for this question, but it's tradition. You know, there is a tradition, and let it be. Just let it be. How's that? Okay. Excellent. Uh, We'll take one more, and then we'll go visit with Scotty, who had a power outage, and uh, find out what's going on with him. What are the benefits of the G5 RV compared to a vertical? He's got a high-gain 18 AVQ Two, better transmit, more dB. Jason, it's basically the same on on dB. They're both uh, standard antennas, so zero dB gain. So they're unity gain antennas um, for the most part. The difference is one's vertical, the other one's horizontal. So polarization. Um, so. You've heard me refer to takeoff angles, and that's uh, the your signal, the angle that your signal takes off. And a lower your angle, your takeoff angle is, the longer or the more dx you're going to have. Um, that we, if you want to do NVIS, where you want to take advantage of high angle takeoffs for short range communications. You can't do that with a vertical. You have to do it with a horizontal. And uh, so for takeoff angles, uh, height above the ground is is a, is a big factor uh, with horizontal antennas. Verticals, there's you, you don't change it. It doesn't change. Even if you elevate it and you have your uh, counterpoises elevated also, the takeoff angle is going to stay the same. It's going to be low. And uh, so you'll see if you see how the expedition stations are set up when they go out on some rock or island out in the middle of nowhere, um, they use a lot of verticals just because of that uh, takeoff angle. And two, it's easy to set up. But um, so in a nutshell, to wrap this all up, G5RV horizontal, Takeoff angle is going to be depending on how high you get it up. Um, the uh, vertical is has low takeoff angle, so you're going to have better uh, DX. Uh, not so much as far as local gain wise, they're the same. So it just it comes down to 
what you have, what, you know, what you're working with as far as your location and uh, what you can put up. So gain wise, they're the same. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Good Jason. Question. All right. We could pull up Scotty. Now we got some time. Maybe we can uh, find out what's going on uh, in the chat, if anything at all. Let's see if we can get him up here. Can I just say that how dirty you sound when you say takeoff angle, longer DX, <laughs> and the higher you get it up? It just doesn't sound. Wow. Yeah. These are your quotes. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, he's like, you get longer DX, and the higher you get it up, and a good takeoff. I'm like, Jesus, this is getting a little uh, graphic here. But hey, uh -huh. that'll make the YouTubes. That'll get it on the YouTube. <laughs> what happened over there? You getting a little power thing going? What's happening, Scotty? Yeah, it was uh, all of a sudden everything went dark in the shack, and uh, and then uh, about ten seconds later, it all came back up and everything rebooted. So got logged back in, and I'm back. First, I have my laptop here. I'm monitoring the chat on my laptop, so I was that. I'm, and it's running on battery Ooh. power. So, oh wow, you really are on battery power. Well, that's nuts. Well, we yeah, don't want to well, keep. It was just a laptop. Uh, just on a laptop. No, no, the priorities. power. The main, the main main power is back up, but. Uh, I was able to keep monitoring things on the laptop because okay. that's just floating on its battery. But yeah, not much. Everyone's uh, kind of uh, planning on you know, what they're going to spend their tax return money on as far as ham radio goes. A lot of discussion on uh, the uh, it being the expense that it is and mm -hmm. finding better ways to blow their money. Yeah. And what's available. That's the other thing to right. kind of circumvent the supply issue. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Patrick, no, I, I saw a picture. You put something in the the chat there from Patrick Solo Travel Adventures. What what's his thing? Do you, can you get that? Oh yes, yeah. yeah uh, that's I gotta go scroll back up. He was asking about uh, where I, my my. I don't have your like, money, oh, first hear... of all, Patrick. I'm not paying you to, back. He's <laughs> curious on uh, you guys' reaction to the uh, announcement from the AWRL of a new worldwide digital contest and for non ready modes which uh, I think is happening the first weekend I, of June. I think that's, that's great. It was about time. Uh, yeah, no uh, kidding. It, we have all these modes, and it, it was just, we got contests for every mode, but why haven't we had it for those modes, like PSK31 or um, more of a keyboard-to-keyboard -keyboard mode? And uh, Ridi Contest has been around forever. Um, so I think it's a great way, and uh, there's people that, their their hobby revolves around the digital modes and why not bring them into the give them a little competition you know we like competition and uh so uh why not i think it's about time it uh so i think it's a positive i know there's gonna be i know the haters that hate there's contests are gonna get all haters get their hate. panties in a want the haters gonna hate but it's like it's only one weekend over the course of the year. I have a new t-shirt idea. Haters wear panties. Sidecar Steve. Haters <laughs> so, yep, wear their panties, panties get in water. Got it. Got okay. Hate, 
haters have wadded panties. There I learned so much from him every day. I did not. I'm going to write that down in case there's a power failure. I'm not going to type. Yeah, you, you're going to. Yeah, you don't want to leave that. Don't let that be the last thing that they find of you. Haters wear panties. Sidecar Steve. No, wadded panties. Who the hell is this sidecar Steve? Guy? Yeah, who the hell are you? Who's he running with? Todd asked, uh, isn't the high gain more efficient on, say, like 15, 10, and 12? Could be. Yeah, probably. But, you know, the G5RV was designed for 20 meters, so that's where it's the most efficient. It just happens to be usable on other bands. Okay. So... Just taking a minute, moment to say hello to some of our friends who did stop by today. Our podcast listeners who are listening to this in post, as we would say, or listening to it on your ride, on your wherever, your trampoline, whatever it is you do, uh, just have a good takeoff angle. And and uh, whatever else Steve made sound <laughs> sexual to me, it's so <laughs> weird. I need therapy. I think I'm going to call for a therapist today. Pastor Joe. It depends on oh, how high you get Joe. it up. Yeah, where's Pastor Joe right now? I need to be grounded right now because my takeoff angle may not be at the right. Uh, but hello to Mark. Uh, hello to Patrick and Todd, of course. Kevin stopped by today. It's good to see you here. Podcast listeners, you're always welcome to join us Saturday morning. We've hit a nice pocket, and it was because my family was doing something on Saturday morning and I needed to be the daddy wagon. Uh, my youngest now is doing something different on a different day. So we're uh, recording a show here on Saturday mornings, nine o'clock central. Of course, we get on the air Sunday evenings, seven o'clock central time. We're on the HF. Uh, who else can I say hello to? I see Ben is here today. I still need to find a home for that um, the dog calendar. We'll call it that. <laughs> I mean, this uh, this is already. Uh, you can hear the uh, the podcast players tuning out now. They're just like turning off. I can hear them in oh, my head. Enough. We're we're out. There goes the crap talk again. And uh, Steve's takeoff angle. It's getting stinky in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, hello to David. Uh, good to see you there. Whiskey Zero Tango Kilo X Ray. Uh, let's see who I missed. Uh, Private. Nombre. That's interesting. Hello to him and all our friends who came by today to hang out with us. What did we miss here? What did we miss? I feel like I wanted to touch base on something. I'm probably forgetting about something. Check out the uh, N3FJP logging software, 30-day review. Actually, a little longer. We had um, Jane, Brandon, and Dean. Dean, much like Sidecar Steve, is a first responder. He uh, The evening we recorded that, he had to send in his written uh, evaluation of the criteria there because he was actually working out there saving somebody's uh, lives. Uh, ben says to hang the dog pooping calendar in <laughs> the shack. <laughs> that's a hard no. That's, that's a hard no. It, I feel like I'm violating them. You know, you turn it over and it's November and old boy's doing it and he looks at you like, come on, man. He's got the look on his face, like eh, it's privacy. He's got You're the like, grunt. Oh, he's the calendar pooch. Come on, let's recognize him. <laughs> Timay here is also. Uh, he's in from Finland, I believe. Unless I've screwed that up, he says hello and happy Valentine's Day. And that reminds me that I am uh, I'm deficient. I need to get myself together on the Valentine's Day. So guys, uh, work that out if you haven't yet, like me. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So check out the uh, the uh, N three F. Very JP. nice. See, okay. now this is love right there. 
<clears throat> Marty's okay. going to HRO. Yeah. To do Rosa, a Valentine gift. That's nice, no, that's romantic. Nice. That's brother. romantic. And what I remember about that relationship is that Marty was the one who was a little tighter than Rosa, so to speak. Is she wanted the ham radio gear and he was mm-hmm. reluctant. Remember that? She was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want this and this. And he was like, oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, do that. <laughs> I got my HRO um, calendar, first one ever in the mail. And it was just a really exciting just to see what's going on. I always get the DX engineering one. Uh, but it's nice to look. They got everything. They got everything. Well, I think we did it, guys. I think they, uh, we we fooled them again. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We appreciate you guys uh, for uh, coming and spending your uh, morning with us. We'll do it again next Saturday uh, as the guys on 75-meter phone. See what I did there? We'll say uh, as long as the, uh, what, God willing and the creek doesn't rise. Is, is that it? I think that's the same. God willing, and if they, and if the creek don't rise, or we'll... sweet mother of God, what is the holdup? Sweet mother of God, and the creek creek don't rise. Uh, we'll be back here next Saturday to go with you. My thanks to Scotty for hanging out. Kilo Charlie three Bravo X Ray November, he's in there, and uh, he's got a new track. Did you hear the track, Steve? It was playing. Oh, I now love, he's I getting like royalties from the show. This is a show that makes yeah, absolutely right. no money now. It's like he's like, yeah, I'm not seeing a penny, everybody. I'm not seeing a penny. Okay, he uh, he yeah. gave us a generous piece. Listen to this. Well, oh, get your takeoff angle right, baby. <laughs> Bring back my so DJ. Wangy. Come on now, Some guitar noodling. So take care of yourselves. Get it up high, girl. I don't know what the other one you said was, but my takeoff angle is right. Scotty playing us out. All right, take care of yourselves and uh, take care of each other. And if you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. 73, y'all. Take care. 73, everybody. Bye-bye. 73. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.